Hello and welcome to the Drinkin' Geek Out Podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You're listening to episode 137, the Summer Movie Wager 2019, featuring Pax Vernum's Velvety Kush and Helltown's Mischievous Brown Ale, with your hosts Dustin, Seth, and Keith. have pale on here as well and a audio guest. pale <laughs> <laughs> and a guest all right everybody uh this is my le- least favorite episode of the year <laughs> i thought the results would be your least favorite episode. <laughs> that's true no, I, this part's no, exciting this, this is okay so this is exciting the results are definitely the worst uh the constant uh updates about how bad i'm doing it's like, oh yes i'm winning oh wait no, but wait. the the worst part is I get so excited about my picks. I'm always <laughs> wrong. So I think that that's the problem. Like, I'm getting excited about it. Uh, but I, I've slaved hours on this list, and I'm going to tell you why I'm going to be wrong as we go along. Uh, so this year, we have some good films. Yeah. Should uh, be a big pretty, summer. Pretty excited about it. Uh, so, rules. Rule Master, go. Oh, crap. Hold on. All right. So, we picked... The top 10 movies in order based on domestic box office plus three Dark Horse picks. And the scoring goes as such. Getting numbers 1 or 10 dead on, you get 13 points. 10 points for the numbers 2 through 9 dead on. 7 points if you pick is one spot away. So if you guessed it was going to be 2 and it's actually 3, you get 7 points. And then 5 points if it's 2 spots away. So example... Two, you pick it as two, and it's number four. Uh, three points if it's anywhere in the top ten. So if you picked it as two and it ends up as number eight, you still get a little bit of points just because it's in the top ten. And then one point for each dark horse pick. So you thought maybe these would possibly in the top ten, but you don't know exactly, or you're not real confident. You put them as a dark horse, and you get one point if they do end up in the top ten. Pretty simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I apparently don't know the rules, <laughs> or at least the scoring, because I never win. Yeah, figure that out. The closer all. you are, the more points you get. Perfect. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna start off with the dark horse picks, right? And then we're gonna go in countdown order. Right? <laughs> yep. Ten, nine. Okay. So all we'll right. do our dark horses. We'll take our beer. We'll okay. do the ten through six. Do another beer, and then we'll do our top five. Perfect. I'm going to let you know, I didn't do any research on these dark horses, so they're going to be quick. <laughs> uh, but it's my understanding we have Pale giving his dark, dark horses, horses plus 10 through, mm-hmm. right? Ooh, we should listen to that one. Just do the whole thing? No, we'll just uh, stop it stop after, after the dark, dark horses, horses. And then like after the beer or during the beer, we can just listen to his okay. entire list. <laughs> sure. All right. So we'll, we'll start with Pale. Yeah. Hey, guys. This is Pale, and this is my 2019... Summer Movie Wager. My Dark Horse picks, I'm going with John Wick, Chapter 3, Dark Phoenix, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Obviously, I'm not confident these movies will be in the top 10, but I do think they have potential. I just like a couple of other movies instead. What other movies other than Dark Phoenix? (laughs) 
I don't get that. Uh, I guess we'll find out. Oh, man. I think uh, John Wick is a little low. But, I mean, it is rated R, but those movies are pretty popular. And it's supposedly the end of the trilogy. So, I feel like... Yeah, a lot of people go after the... Right, 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 right. Uh, All right, well, I'm going to give you one of my Dark Horse picks. Just give us all three. All three of them? Okay. Well, don't be upset. I'm going to be. I'm I'm scrolling (laughs) to the very bottom because I did it the other way. Uh, John Wick... Tree. I didn't watch the second one, so I couldn't say anything about the third one. So, John Wick 3. I, I think it could be in the top 10, but I just don't know. Uh, Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Yeah, I think that one is going to be, I think, uh, with the the whole Bohemian Rhapsody mm-hmm. doing really well, but it didn't crush the box office, that I think um, more people would be more inclined to start watching And he's those. actually singing, unlike... Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. his face? Yeah, Randy Mr. Robot. Uh, and then the other one is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's got Leonardo DiCaprio, so it has a really good chance. Uh, but if you look at the box off num- box office numbers, opening weekends for Quentin Tarantino, you usually don't do that well. Uh, but I'm hoping with a name like Leo, that'll be. Leo's in a lot of his movies lately. Yeah, Django did really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are my three. Keith, you want to go next? Sure, I'll go next. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Seth, but I'm also jumping on the John Wick Chapter 3. All right, <laughs> Dark Horse. That, that might kill me. Uh, once you find out where I put I that I don't on my know. Head. You brought me into the John Wick universe, and I'm pretty sure I watched 1 and 2 with you. I'm like, oh, these are pretty good. So it's like, well, I don't know, really know how they did in the box office before that, but I had no idea this was the end. I kind of figured it would after 3. Like how many it's times can he go out? Technically, and... the end because they're doing they're doing spinoffs. I think they're doing a series and a comic book. So. Oh, cool! But I think this is the end of Con, uh, Keanu Reeves' like yeah. story. And then I really went dark, dark horse Ooh. here. Um, I went Brightburn. Uh, that looks really interesting. I don't oh, know that if you, horror flick. The horror looks like Superman, super anti superhero. It's yeah. done by what's his face from uh, the filmmaker Guardians Gun. of the Galaxy, Jameson Gunn. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, but it's like an anti-take, like it's Superman coming, but he's not good. Yeah. And it's like this it looks evil really kid. Weird. So the superhero horror genre, I'm like, this could be something unique that could pick off, pick up into something. So Basically the X-Men attitude if you're a yeah. non-mutant, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think everyone's going to be out to kill you. Danger. So I thought that was pretty neat. And then um, I went with The Dead Don't Die with um, Bill, Murray. Bill Murray and... Adam uh, Driver, is that Ky- Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren, yeah, yeah Adam Driver, yep, 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 yep. Um, Indiana Boy. That looked pretty funny, um, especially with those two. I mean, that's enough pull yeah. right there, at least with the Star Wars universe and Bill Murray and zombies. Ever since what was it, Zombie Zombie Land? Zombieland. It's like this looks pretty cool. This could be, you know, it, it could go up there. I, saw, I doubt it, but I saw know. a meme about that. <laughs> uh, Woody Harrelson is talking to Abigail, whatever her name is, uh, and he's like. She she says, uh, "Who's Bill Murray?" And he's like, "You're dead to me." <laughs> <laughs> Abigail Breslin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, ready for mine? Oh yep. yeah. So I went with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just like mm-hmm. basically everybody except for Keith, except me. And then here's an odd one. I went with Aladdin. Oh, uh, I put that real low because based on the fan reaction, there's people upset that. 
Will Smith is blue, and then there's people that are upset that he isn't blue. I don't know. It, there's just like been some backlash on that. So did you say blacklash? Blacklash. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> blue lash, more like it. Yeah, blue lash. Um, so um, I don't know. I'm not real confident in that. Plus, I put John Wick in my top ten. <laughs> yeah. Got to move something. Yeah. Got to move something out. Um, and then here's a weird one. Annabelle comes home. Oh, I saw that mm-hmm. one. So those movies, I've never seen any of them, but they all make around $100,000 at the box office. So this one could potentially make it in the top 10. $100 million. Yeah, $100 million. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm like, that's real low. <laughs> I'd be a dead horse. <laughs> dead horse. <laughs> yeah. If Plus, this like goes back and brings all of the previous uh, movies in that series and combines them all because there's like spinoffs and weird stuff, and it kind of hmm. adds everything in there based on the trailer I saw. So... I don't know. People could be looking for a horror movie this summer. There's quite a few to choose from. Mm-hmm. That is true. I don't know. I did that with last year. Remember the Heredity? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and I actually got points for that, which is really weird. Yeah. Because um, I ended up at like number 10, I think. Yeah. Hmm. And I picked it at 10. Or 9. I, maybe it was 9 <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm so close. Yeah. <laughs> you almost got those 13. Yeah. No. Didn't happen. All right. Uh, so that's all of our Dark Horses, correct? Correct. Yep. All right. So now we're going to go in with an in beer. Pax Vernum, uh, newer brewery in uh, Lapel. Is it Lapel? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I went there on a, just out of, on a, out of the blue, and they had a can release a few days prior. Because it was their one year one anniversary? Year. Yeah, the one year anniversary. Hmm. Uh, one year anniversary, a rebrand. <laughs> yeah, new logo. And uh, a can of beer. Originally. First can of beer. Yep. Cool. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna jump to that, and then I have a story for you guys. When Ooh, we get back. Story time. Stories. While we get the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drink In Geek Out. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, DrinkInGeekOut.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at DrinkInGeekOut at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content. Find us there at patreon.com backslash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. All right, we're back. As Dustin said, we have the Pax Verum Velvety Kush. Coming in at 6.6% ABV and 30 IBUs, which is, in our geek IBU scale, 30 days of night. Mm-hmm. This beer says, ultra-late editions of Mosaic, Amarillo, and Cascade hops create this super silky smooth beer. Supported by Pale Malt, Munich Malt, (laughs) and metric shit ton of oats (laughs) that gives way to a fruity fog of bewildered haze. Wow. it's a fun description there. Yeah. It's going to be pretty oaty. Hopefully. I'm just going to say this right now. Beer Advocate has an entry for it. But there's zero ratings, zero comments, nothing. They just have an entry. So I'm working on looking it up. Deleting that one. <laughs> For sure. Ooh, I have one one review, so we'll get to that Sweet. later. Fantastic. Alright, the can is amazing. So this it is their this is their cool. first can. Uh they they finally are able to get it. And they have a local artist uh that did the rebrand. Mm-hmm. And then I think that person also designed their cans, and they're they're kind of contracting this person out to do their can designs. Yeah, it's a really cool. I like the. It's kind of dark and hard to read, but right. I, it's. I mean, it's just a cool design. Yeah, it looks yeah. like flames or something. It's purple, black, 
and blue, all very dark shades of those colors. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that top says. Live low viz. Low viz, like low, low viz. visibility. Okay, because it's hazy. Uh, uh, hazy series, as and, it says. and there is a little eyeball down yeah, that's the bottom. Part of, that's their part of their new their logo. logo thing. Yeah, is there something in that O? Yes, it is a setting sun oh. into the ocean. Is what it looks like, like the old copper tone sunscreen, <laughs> not copper tone. One of the yeah. those brands, like it sinks in, has a little setting sun. Isn't the copper tone the one with the little the, girl, the little girl and the dog? Yeah, I couldn't the, remember. The I knew it was wrong as soon as I being said a it. Pedophile and like pulling the bikini <laughs> yeah. down. The, the girl, yeah. My least favorite sunscreen. Petophile, because the dog is the pet. Uh-huh. Oh. Awkward wordplay. <laughs> oh. I feel dirty. We got a retraction. IBUs is 26, what? according to the can. All right. Well, if the that is the case, what do we have for our... What is uh, our geek levels now? What was 26? I'm trying 26 to... is, off the top of my head, The Legend of Ricky Bobby. Oh, yes. Is that his number? I think so, but... We may need to confirm that. Don't you put that evil on me. (laughs) (laughs) As of can overall, I think I give it five out of five for sure. It says drink fresh, store cold. I don't know, it has crazy horse. I think that might be the hops or Malder, whoever. Mm -hmm. I've heard of them before. Actually, I retract. 4.5 out of five. If the the words are a little bit easier to read. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like a neon green or something. Or outline it. Pop them out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. White. But it is unique enough, like yeah. when you're in the store, it'll make you stop and say, wait, what is that? Let me get a little mm-hmm. closer look. So, I mean, it could go for the mysterious factor, too. And I couldn't decide if it was uh, flames or like beard hair. I mean, it <laughs> might as well be both. Yeah. Up to the beholder. Number 26, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Oh, so close. That's the number of his Wonder Bread car. All right. Looking at the color, this one is a dark orange-ish color. Yeah, a lot darker than hazies usually are. They're usually more of like a milky orange color. Mm. But it, yeah, I'm thinking not quite Ben Grimm, but it could be like Morphball Orange or Clayface. Or maybe it is Ben Grimm. Yeah, I was kind of thinking Ben Grimm or maybe even Link. I was Ooh. thinking Link, but we could. I would agree with Ben. Uh, ben, yeah, oh. that Link though. It, it could be Link, yeah. I mean... Or just keep going backwards. I don't <laughs> Link I'm... stabbing Ben Grimm with his wooden sword. <laughs> yeah, I do not know if it's Tanuki. Quite Tanuki? Not quite. But I think, yeah, I think uh, Link's wooden sword, I think that one is probably spot on. Perfect. Pretty pretty good. Yeah, so number 15 on the uh, beer color list, if you're following along at home, kids, uh, <laughs> is Link's wooden sword. Drinkinggeekout.com slash Beer colors? I, I, it's something like that. Yeah, yeah it's uh, drinkinggeekout.com slash beer hyphen colors. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Gotta get the hyphen out of there. Yeah, we do. But you put a space in it, and so, that, you know, that, that's bound to happen. It smells, oh, it smells delicioso. Yeah, we, we were saying that when we were, we were pouring it. Oh, I was mm-hmm. in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I missed out on the fun pour. Yeah. <laughs> it smelled amazing. Probably better than the bathroom. Is. <laughs> I don't know. I went in after dusting. It smelled pretty good in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had asparagus last night. <laughs> Plus a bunch of beer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what they say? If you eat plenty of pineapple. Oh, wait. No, that's not That's semen, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what, were you, what were you doing in the bathroom? I'm afraid to go in the bathroom now. Oh, there's piss and semen everywhere, isn't there? <laughs> it smells like pineapple. <laughs> There's shit everywhere. <laughs> Back to the beer. Oh, 
I can't. It's None like of smells kind of fruity. Yeah, it is. It, and it, mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm on the way out of my smellers about gone <laughs> to I can smell everything. So it's like in the middle, but I do. It's very very juicy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is some particles fruity. floating around in there, so it seems yeah. unfiltered. Yep, that says here on the can after we poured. It don't have says... a whole lot of room to waft it, so I can't like right. I read it somewhere. I have to sip a little bit, which I'm going to do. Unfiltered now. sediment may occur. Yeah, so it definitely has the the hoppy bite to it. Uh, for yeah. being in New England, it still has that West Coasty vibe to it. But it is, as the description says, super silky. So it may yeah. be bitter, but it really it's is very smooth. smooth. Yeah, very tropically too. I feel very tropical. Yeah, I have like a metallic finish or something in my mouth, but that might just be what I was drinking earlier today. That's. Like on the back of my tongue. I was gonna say I'm not really, not really tasting metallic as much. That might just be my mouth. Mm. I didn't have any pretzels before this. Oh so. yeah, they're uh, they're somewhere <laughs> in my cupboard. <laughs> All right, as we're doing this, uh, we went to this brewery. No, uh, we didn't. Me and Allison. <laughs> me and my wife. <laughs> Which is not us. Oh, no, not us. <laughs> he didn't wear his podcast ring. I didn't. I wore my actual ring. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Uh, so we went to this brewery on a Wednesday, right? So we went to go get uh, food. I think we went to BJ's because they have like a uh, endless fries if you get a burger thing mm-hmm. on Wednesdays. So that's the only the only reason why I know what day it was. <laughs> I didn't go to BJ's because of that because I only eat like half my fries anyways. They got pizookies on Tuesdays or they something. They do have pizookies. Yeah, cheaper, whatever. Uh, so we decided, hey, we're not ready to go home. So we're like, what's close? Like, well, the Books and Brew in Noblesville is not open yet. No, unfortunately. Uh, and so we're like, oh, Pax is uh, just up this way. So let's go to 13 and just take that up. So we did that and took a little adventure. Uh, so we get there, and I'm wearing my drinking geek out shirt. Cool. How fortuitous. <laughs> well, you have like four of them. So. I know. Yeah, it's, a, it's in my rotation. Um, and so we just order a flight of everything. We posted that picture mm-hmm. on Instagram already, and uh, they actually put that as their story. Yep. And it was pretty exciting uh, because one of the owners was at the bar drinking. Did he see the picture? Or I don't know if he mm-hmm. did, but he looked us up. Ah, cool. Because bartender was talking to us the gentleman next to me was talking to us and then the uh, people down the bar heard of uh you know like oh they have all this beer, <laughs> every, every beer. and so they're like one of the one of the main guys was like hey podcast i'm like yeah because we're talking about it he's mm-hmm. like what's the name so he started looking up and like like six people started like pulling the phone <laughs> yes. stuff up uh, it's pretty cool like i'm no longer i wouldn't say i was ever embarrassed by talking about it out in public, but I always got like that like, yeah. weird vibe. Like I don't really want to pr- talk about myself right now. Yeah, I'm yeah. like I'm just here to drink beer, but yeah, sure, I'll talk about it. So I'm no longer <laughs> embarrassed when people bring it up uh, because I'm a I'm I'm a very social person, but I don't like talking about myself. Right, right, right. yep, yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, we got a lot of people in there just be like, yeah, man, I'll listen, whatever. Uh, and so the guy next to us just talking to us all night about the beers and made suggestions. I'm like, well, you don't need to make suggestions. I have all the beers. <laughs> uh, but we were just talking about them. So when I bought the four pack, 
I left two of them behind for him and his buddy. Like, you didn't have to do that. I was like, I only need two. <laughs> like, no problem at all. Uh, and then because of that, the the bartender gave me a glass. Oh, cool. Yeah, Pax Vernon Boss. I'm like, oh, that's pretty dope. He gave us the stickers. He gave us a new logo sticker and an old logo sticker. And I walked away with a pretty good feeling about that place. And nice. definitely going to go back. Yeah, everything I've seen. Like, I, uh, what's his name? Pale. Yeah. We, we talked to the... <laughs> I think there's two or three guys at the Scarlet Lane beer tasting mm-hmm. from, I don't know, over the wintertime. Mm-hmm. And we talked to them for like 20, 30 minutes. And th- yeah, they were just really nice guys. Yeah. That's, like the owners. Yeah, those the the vibe that I got. Like, it, was, it was really good. They actually have like cool. s- local snacks and like bakery stuff too from like a local person there as well. And they take their beer. And then they make like cake balls. Oh, that's things. awesome! I so love we had a dream to cake ball as well. It was delicious. Nice. Um, but yeah, no. When I first heard about this beer, this velvety Kush, I like my first thought was, "Oh, another weed beer. Let's <laughs> yeah. get this over with." Yeah, because uh, four twenty was sort of recently, so you think, "Oh, they're just trying to play on that." Yeah, get some publicity about putting hemp in their beer yeah which is fine i do like you know empire strikes back mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. other things like that so i was like ah just another one let's see how this goes definitely definitely not a weed beer <laughs> uh anybody else notice like some honey flavors there's some probably what makes it smoother yeah yeah there's something sweet in there that definitely smooths it out mm-hmm. i remember one of the beers said one of the guys was saying that they had honey too, but I don't, free, I don't remember which one it was. It could be this one, but I don't really remember. Yeah, it's very nice. It goes down very yeah, absolutely easily. Um, rate beer, since you said no BAs. Yeah, no BAs. There's just one measly little check-in. So it's, they gave it a 3.4. They, say, they gave it a, a draft to taster at the brewery. Looks solid, a mostly transparent gold, white head that steadily dissipates into lacing. Smells of fruity and piney hops alongside a moderately bittersweet backbone <laughs> that's more sweet than bitter. Tastes like it smells with more floral hops as well. Mouthfeel is medium-bodied, not a knee IPA, but solid nonetheless. 3.4. I figured since I did only review, I might as well read the whole thing. Sure, yeah, might as well. Untapped, our go-to source here, out of 343 ratings, 3.89 overall score. That's we had good. two friends, and I'm not going to pull a pale because one of them's at this table, <gasps> and the other the one is Dustin. Patrick. Oh, yeah, I have Patrick's up, too. He said, really like this one, super smooth and juicy. Yeah, I give it a four and a quarter. It's mm-hmm. pretty nice. It looks like he was actually at the brewery because he had the glass the anniversary maybe mm-hmm. Ooh, i got somebody i got a bunch of somebody's you have more friends than we do mick beer from instagram not really a hazy ipa solid classic malt and juice character but he only gave it a three and mike lawton from indie craft brews truly great indiana brewed ipa four and a half yeah it's definitely not something else i would have liked <laughs> I'm guessing you had this on draft as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it probably tastes about, about the same. About the same, yeah. But fresher. Yeah. Fresher. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to change my score based on that, right? 
I'm not gonna be like eh, it's kind of like a lower score because you know it's because it came in a can. Yeah, it's been sitting in my fridge for a week. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that to them. I just yeah, I love draft. Doing it on draft is so much better. Like if you're if you're drinking craft beers at home, that's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, <laughs> but at the brewery, yeah, is go to the brewery. Really, the way to do it. Yeah. Even if you just buy the one, I mean, you have options to do flights, but if you just buy the one, like, that's just still better. Treat yourself, you know? Treat yourself. But it's good. You know, it's publicity, too. They put them out in cans. Mm -hmm. So, like, their first experience, so this will definitely bring more people Mm -hmm. in and be like, hey, you like this? Come in. Try it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying don't be, you know, a sheltered, closeted, drink your beer at home type of person, but... I just like the experiences at the, the breweries anyways. Yeah, we want these places to can so that we can actually have them on our shows. Yeah. We don't really travel to the breweries <laughs> right. very often to record. Right. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't have those cans, we'd have to go the day before. Get, get collars or, or crawlers or, yeah. yeah. or whatever they're calling them these days. Whatever whatever size you get. But All right, well, I'm going to keep this rating. Let us hear what you gave it. Excuse me. I gave it a 425. This is solid. It's, uh, I feel like it's one of those obscure uh, New England styles, because when you start thinking about the New England style, uh, people start thinking about hazy and juicy. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are blending uh, more so than what they should be. Like, the hazy IPA should be separated. Uh, but at the same time, if you if you try to compare the West Coast to uh, the... New New England style. Mm. I think they're really similar, just different, you know, part of the country or whatever. It's a little yep. bit juicier. So, I mean, as a outside of the norm, I think it's pretty good. Me? I don't care. Okay, I'll go. Um, I went just a little bit less than that. I gave it a four. Um, like you said, it's very West Coasty, and that's not really the style that I like. I was very confused, like the whole New England, but, you know, it's a new style, new blend, everything else. Everything's changing constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really like the sweetness to it. It really helped it out. If the sweetness wasn't there, I probably would have knocked it down to a three and a half. I'm just not into the whole bitter, bitter, bitter stuff. Mm-hmm. But this, it, it's a very good blend. It blends well. A good fruity taste, but there's still a little bit of the hop on there. So I could easily drink, you know, plenty of these. Sometimes when they're too hoppy, it's like, I'll have one and you know, bring me a brown or something else. And like, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, I kind of went in between the two of you, but I just rounded up to a 4.25. Because <laughs> there's not really a way to yeah, go in between. Because I, I kind of get what you're both saying. I like the initial flavor. There is like a weird aftertaste, mm-hmm. which is why it's not like five. But it's still really solid. And like I love the the what Keith was saying, like the tropical and the sweetness to it, but there is a little bit of that bitterness that isn't super appealing, but it's still really good. Right. And if this beer was anything like my first impression of the beer, it probably would have been like a three. Hmm. Like I, I like the weed beers, but <laughs> like it probably wouldn't have done it for me. Having another weed beer. Yeah. With the name like Kush, I kind of figured it would be. <laughs> All right. Back to Pale. Back to Pale. We're going to just play Pale through and we're going to make fun of him. How's that sound? <laughs> well, me, I'll stop it at number five and then we'll... Okay, we'll we do it. All right, that works for me. All right, Pale, take it away. And I have... Ten. Rocket Man. Ooh. I think Rocket Man is 
one of the biggest dark horse picks this year. Then why, why is it a 10? Mostly because <laughs> movies like Straight Outta Compton, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Dirt on Netflix, I think, has started this craze of musical biopics that uh, people want to see. People want to hear about these uh, personal adventures and the music of these people. And Elton John is a fucking legend, so... Um, <laughs> I really wouldn't be surprised if this was like much higher than number 10 overall, but I'm going to kind of stay put at number 10 on this because, like I said, it's the, probably the biggest dark horse pick of the summer. So, <laughs> right. this is at number 10. 10. Number 9, Hobbs and Shaw. Wow. Um, Fast and Furious. That low? It, the only problem with this movie is, is it, it comes out in August, so there's only like four Finn weeks. Vin Diesel? Oh yeah, it, it is, is real late. Oh yeah, aren't always the best. They're not as good as the original where they came from. I was thinking maybe it's July, number eight. I have <laughs> Men in Black International. Okay, okay. okay. This looks like a fresh take on the Men in Black series, and I'm kind of interested to see, you know, what it's about because I think Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, both from Thor Ragnarok, I thought they had really good chemistry. Um, both kind of jokesters, and they kind of worked well, you know, going back and forth. So I'm interested in this one. Number seven, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I'm a little bit worried about this just because of all the promos that I've been seeing. It's a big dark horse pick. And usually <laughs> you see, like, a lot of promos on social media. Like, every day I'm seeing a promo for this. Kind of tells me that they're a little bit worried about the the initial the initial money that it will make like on the first couple weekends because there is a lot of tough competition down there in like the end of May early June so I'm a little bit worried about this one I know the first one did pretty well money wise this one's not I don't think it's gonna get there to what the uh, first one did but um, I think it will do decently well number six I have Aladdin I'm kind of worried about this movie, too. It's a good pick, good pick. Because releasing a movie on Memorial Day weekend um, is usually not a very good idea. You get an extra day, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. We saw that last year with Solo. Well, so that, was, that wasn't the release date. <laughs> sure. I think this one will still do. I feel like this might have the same problem as Solo, though. Yeah. Disney. Solo um, still was like four. Yeah. Somebody here had it as number one. I did. Number five. I was. Oh, no, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. No spoilies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, since I did the dark horses first, I'm going to give my number ten. Let's hear it. Number ten, I have Godzilla, okay, King of the Monsters, uh, the Hollywood production. Oops, because uh, there's hundreds of films, so I only really looked at the ho- uh, the Hollywood productions of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a trilogy coming. This one. Or the 2014 version, this one, and then the King Kong in 2020. So that's four movies because they it's going to be a part of Skull Island. Yeah. So yeah. well, I'm, th- I'm talking specifically Godzilla. to Godzilla because uh, they're doing like a Godzilla vs. King Kong mm-hmm. in 2020. Um, later, I have notes on why second movies of tri- you know trilogies bomb. Uh, I don't like Godzilla movies at all, but I know that there's people out there who, when they watch that trailer. Like, I watched a Endgame sitting in there, and I was like, oh, this is cool. It starts off with all these titans 
Mm-hmm. They start naming names. I'm like, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. That sounds familiar. And then they mm-hmm. said the one, the was it Magera or something or Mag Magina or whatever the main the three headed dude, the, yeah, the King Go, yeah, yeah. And so like, oh, <laughs> this is a Godzilla movie, yeah. you know, because there was a there's Godzilla versus this dude or whatever Mothra and yeah, Mothra. Yeah. There we go, Mothra. Mothra. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, so Godzilla 2014 made 20 million or sorry 200 million. I don't remember where it was in the the box office order, uh, but I think that this is just there's gonna be overkill for some people, you know, when it comes to Godzilla movies. But I still think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be top ten at least. So I put it at number ten. For my number ten, I got Dark Phoenix. Ooh, a little low, but I think it's fitting. I think that people are kind of done with those characters people don't seem as hyped on this one as like a, an actual marvel movie if you want to yeah, well, call it that changing the release date yeah. yeah and that scares me too that <clears throat> makes me think there's a problem with the movie uh i predict it'll make around 150 million mm-hmm. which my basically my six through ten i have at 150 million so i could yeah it could all yeah. re yeah that order could be weird but well it's uh, apocalypse made 150 million Yes. Mm. So that's not a terrible And so did um, the first one. First class made about $150 million, yep, so right. A little yep. less than that. Yep. So I, I feel it's going to be around there. Yep. My number 10. Stay with me here. I was, if we had a fourth Dark Horse, I probably would have thrown this <laughs> one in here too. I went Men in Black International. Okay. Because uh, Thor's joining. Skinny Thor. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people with leftovers be like, oh, I want to go back to this franchise. I mean, it looks interesting enough, at least for me. So, I don't know. Yeah, I they're taking another shot at it, and I think it'll be fun. Right, he Just looks like see. he looks like the uh, secretary in Ghostbusters. In the yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot <laughs> about that movie. So I don't know. I it it could do really well, or it could do. Really bad, but yeah. there's just so many movies coming out this summer mm-hmm. that I just have a feeling it's going to fall by the wayside. So I just kind of put it down there at ten. Okay, number nine, Dark Phoenix. I uh, I think that Godzilla and Dark Phoenix are interchangeable at this point, but I think Dark Phoenix is going to just because of the X Men name alone. Uh, if you take a look at the original three, the original X Men movies, you had an average of two hundred million. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new version, you have an average of 178 million, and that's only because Days of Future Past it has like 200 million, yeah, uh, 220 million or something. Yeah, it's it's. I had it right there. I was just looking at it. Uh, 230 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolverine arc average was 179 million, and then the Deadpool arc averages were like 340 million. Yeah, average. those are so, a bit higher. Uh, I think that if if we go closer to what the new wave, the average, kids. I think that it's going to be. I think this movie could potentially be 175 million. I am anticipating 150 million. Yeah, same. Yeah. But I think it has potential. It's definitely not a 200 million dollar movie. That's for sure. <laughs> Even if it has Sophie Turner and she looks damn good as a redhead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? I gotta switch back to this other thing. Number nine, I have Detective Pikachu. Um, basically, I this could be anywhere. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's gonna be good or bad. But yeah. the trailers look like they are amusing. I haven't ha- seen any like negative comments about anything so far. Uh, Pokemon's huge since Pokemon Go, and I feel like it's 
that game was way more popular than I expected it to be. So this movie could be too. Mm-hmm. And plus you got Deadpool as Pikachu. So that right. could help too. But right, right. I feel like that's be around 150 million based on just a flat out guess. So <laughs> it could be in the top 10. Yep. My number nine, I put Dark Phoenix down here for this one because I don't know. X-Men, they're just in limbo right now. Mm-hmm. It's like the end of Fox era, beginning of Disney. Who knows? This could be good could be bad. But as you said with those numbers, now I'm glad I put it yeah. kind of down there. Like, oh, I didn't do that research. <laughs> but that makes sense. Uh, so I don't know. This It's another one of those that could do whatever. So you're never sure on these mm-hmm. five through tens, six through tens. Yep. All right. Number eight. Secret Life of Pets 2. Uh, the Secret Life of Pets number one did $368 million, But I have a spiel later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have notes. I started one through ten. So I have notes on sequels later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll go into it later when we talk about one through five or whatever. Uh, but basically, sequels don't usually do as well as the original film. Mm-hmm. Um, but in some cases, they, they kind of mm-hmm. do because of expectations. So this film could really be up in the 400 million range, and I just wouldn't know it. Uh, but I think it's not going to be. I think it's just going to be regular yeah, regular Joe film. Um, what do I have? Number eight, Men in Black. Basically what Keith was saying, I, I feel like those movies have been all over the place in quality. Yeah. It's like the original trilogy. The first one's really good, and then... The rest aren't as good, but with this new take on the franchise, I feel like it could be like something people are interested in. Plus, you get Thor coming off of Endgame; mm-hmm. people will be excited. So, I don't know. It's it's pretty much a guess, but I feel like people are going to be wanting to see it. My number eight, I went with Godzilla, <laughs> King of the Monsters. Um, I think it'll be good. I think the first one was helped out by uh, Walter White being in it, and now that Eleven's in this one, maybe it'll. Pull a few more people over, perhaps. That's right, she is in that one. These monsters coming from the upside down. I don't know. She looks the same. Yeah, she does. It feels like the same character, too. Is anyone out there? (laughs) So, I don't know. There's noises coming through the speakers. What's happening? So, um, I I don't know. I'm excited for it. I'm a big Godzilla fan. When they were... When you were naming off all those monsters, of course, I can never remember them. I'm like, I remember that one. I remember that yeah. one. Ah. But they kind of showed, like, the final battle scene already, like, in the movie. And I I don't know about the over-trailers of it. I mean, you got to get your name out right. anyway to promote it. So, I don't know. This could do really well, or it could flop at these levels. Right. Number seven. Men of Black International. Uh, Men in Black 1997 was number one in the summer uh, at $250 million. Uh, Men in Black 2 was fifth with 190 and then Men in Black 3 was seventh with $180 million. So they had a downward trend, but I think that it's going to be essentially a reboot of the first one, essentially. And you have uh, Thor and Valkyrie. There's going to make up for some of that. So I think yep. that they are going to be closer to that $250 million mark. Uh, Chris Hemsworth as his top 10 films averaged 360 million and Tessa Thompson on her top 10 movies uh, 130 million but those are basically because of Marvel. Yeah, they're Marvel yeah. movies. Marvel Outside of movies. Marvel Thor or Chris Hemsworth has not had a good luck at the box office. Correct. Yeah. 
correct. He had one or two. I don't remember what those were, but they were like 160 million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Tessa, her only films that were more than uh, 10 thousand <laughs> was uh creed creed one and two. Oh yeah i forgot she was in that but yeah yeah she's that girlfriend mm-hmm. yo Ooh, my turn uh seven this is where i put john wick mm-hmm. i know the first one only made like 50 million but the second one pretty much doubled that at 92 million so i feel like if it keeps going that trend it could make 150 million easily yeah so i don't know i have high hopes for that movie mainly because like the trailers look amazing and i love that franchise so mainly just out of love for the franchise i put it higher than some of these movies yeah my number seven i went fast and furious presents hobbs and shaw <laughs> uh without knowing numbers i know internationally these movies do Way so better. much better <laughs> but still it's fast and furious it'll put people in the seats yeah. those they're still gonna come and see it and I mean, I'll go see it. Probably not in the theater, but I'll definitely see this one because it looks very comedic between these two. But, yeah, again, who knows? Right. Number six. Six, six, six. Oh, gosh. Don't say that. Oh, six. <laughs> <laughs> Aladdin. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, Aladdin in 1992 made $200 million. In 1992, made $200 million. Wow. So... Great. As inflation now, that's closer to four hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's three hundred and thirty, three hundred fifty million dollars essentially. Uh, they had two sequels, basically a trilogy: The Return of Jafar, that went straight to video, and then Aladdin and the King of Thieves, straight which went video. straight to video. So they don't have box office numbers for those. Yeah. Uh, this provides for a trilogy of this movie. If Guy Ritchie wants to continue to make True. a couple other movies for this, uh, so that's pretty exciting. And they did not whitewash, which is even better. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's very nice, but because they didn't whitewash, they didn't really get that well pe- known. People yeah, there's in not America. known people in the movie, so that kind of right. hurts them. So, so they mean, got Will Smith, yeah. his box office lately has been pretty low. And then they R-H. have Alan <clears throat> Alan Tudyk, or yeah, Tudyk. He's Iago, right? And that's yeah the only other name on here that and I know. People, don't, I don't think how, that's like not a household name. I don't think people recognize that right. name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do. I I, yeah, he does. <laughs> I figured. I have no idea. <laughs> it's K2SO. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that uh, I have a whole section on why remakes are making a trend. But for this one, just you don't have a whole lot of star power in here. Mm-hmm. Number six. Uh, that's why I put Godzilla. Hmm. So maybe high. I think I have it the highest out of all of us. Basically, because the first one made $200 million, And then Kong Skull Island made a, almost $170 million. So I feel like it's going to be in between there, like 175 million. So I put it above all my 150 million guesses. <laughs> <laughs> you money guy over there. I went for number six, Rocket Man. Is oh, where I Rocket put this one. Man. That's really high. Yeah. So I, uh, I don't know. It seems interesting enough that the people, especially the guy doing his singing. There seems to be a lot of hype. Mm-hmm. And now that people got the word out how great the first one was, the Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, Taron Edgerton. Yeah, thank you. Um, that maybe there's there's a little niche here that, okay, well, we can probably The interesting thing I read about this. this movie is it's not a biopic. It is a biography based on his music. Based on his music, okay. So it's not really about his life so much as like a story told through his music. Yeah. 
So I don't know if that'll hurt it or help it or what, but I just thought that was a weird take. But I think, you know, people like the music. They'll go mm-hmm. for the music right. anyway, which is what they always end up doing. So anyway, that's what I had recommend. All right, it is time for... Beer! Beer! Beer, beer, beer. Oh, beer. Uh, we have Helltown Mischievous Brown Ale. We're going to drink that brown. Drink that brown all the way down. Do you like what Drinking Geek Out is providing? Do you want more? Do you like video games, Game of Thrones, comedies like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Parks and Rec, and The Office? Well, so do we. However, sometimes these things just don't fit in with our current show format, but we still want to provide this to you. Just to provide you with an update, we do have five tiers on our Patreon with all nerdy stuff to provide you. You can become a super geek and receive a bonus episode every month. You become a mega geek, and we can pick a topic for a future show. You can become an uber geek, and we can do a show tailored around you. The perks go on and on, and will continue to grow. So go on down to patreon.com slash drinkingeekout for more information. And now, back to the show. All right, as Dustin said, our out beer that we have is from Helltown Brewing. Out of somewhere in Pennsylvania. Export Pennsylvania. Their mischievous brown ale. Coming in at 5% ABV, it is a classic English-style brown ale. Strong nut and caramel characteristics, accented by subtle roasted notes of cocoa, biscuit, and brown sugar. Light and smooth with a rich brown color. I picked this one up when I was in Pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago. Looking at the local grocery store, I'm like, hmm, I've had that, I've had that, I've had that. It says, new, try me. I'm like, oh, yes, please. And I pick you. it up, and I saw the lovely independent craft brewers nice. logo. So it's I knew, I'm like, mm, I'm going to try these guys out. Not Budweiser beer? They had, I think they had an IPA there and others, but I'm like, I'm going with the brown ale. Perfect. So pretty excited to try them out. Pretty simple can. Very simple can. Just but black with. A little devil tail. I like the little devil tail. That's pretty cool. Be a good Hellboy beer. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about Hellboy today, because no, that movie not. was a big flop. I don't think we'll ever talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I might. Okay. I like the first two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never did see the new one, so I'll have to mm-hmm. check it out. Maybe a Halloween time Ooh. episode mm-hmm. that'd be good. But yeah, there's not much to it. There's really not much to it at all. I thought it was Heretic at first. It has the Heretic health. Yeah. But aside from that, it's just black with a devil tail. Yeah. So it sounds like they're a newer brewery. I honestly, I don't know, but it sounds like since it's new and they're just putting the cans out, I don't know if it's new that the grocery store is now carrying it or new as in new cans. Gotta look them up. Uh, but very simple ingredients listed on the side. Not like they're going the Bud Light right here, but water, malt, hops, and yeast. According to their website, they were established in 2011. Oh, they've been around a while then. They must now just be spitting cans out to grocers of some of their their staple beers this I one's imagine. got a booty on it yeah. Witchblade. that's a video game is it not yes or something so i don't know it's got a booty <laughs> booty oh, this is gonna be hard to do i don't otherwise. No. yeah we haven't had anything specifically in the brown brown town yeah i like roy's cape though 22 maybe 23 yeah I mean, it's like a mix of both, top, bottom. Depends on where you're looking. <laughs> is it quite 26? Because that would make sense if, you know, we're in this. The John Wick stage of life? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Like, they're all kind of orangey and red. 
and this one doesn't really have that hue to it, but I mean, it's it's brown. It's brown, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no red hint. Maybe it could be like number twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven in that in that row. So it depends. In on the light, it's got a little light. bit of red yeah. to it, but not much. Let's go with John Wick's bloody face. Yeah, there we go. John Wick was mentioned a couple times today already, so we are going with it. Perfecto. That works. Oh, smells like a brown. My I know. <laughs> brown Hilltown. Definitely brown smell. Oh, yeah. Hint of pepper. Yeah, it does have a little hint of, yeah. I can, Spicy. Yeah. yeah. Spicy. But, yeah, just basically a brown flavor. Mm-hmm. Flavor smell. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it tastes like, but I'm going to find out. Hmm. It kind of smells toasty, but it doesn't taste toasty. Very sweet. Yeah. And kind of almost watered down, like my ice cubes melted or something. Yeah. Like a melted, like mm. watered down iced tea or something. Mm, with sugar in it. With sugar. <laughs> not just iced tea. Watered down sweet mm-hmm. tea. No, not sweet tea. Not too sweet. Not sweet tea sweet is tea. way too Just like sweet. a little packet. Yeah, you get your iced tea and you grab like a packet of the pink stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Splenda. Sweet and low, Splenda. Sweet and low. Throw it in there. Mix it up. You want a lemon? No, no, no. I don't want the <laughs> Just want the regular tea. Arnie Palmy. Oh, yeah. Army Palmy is delicious. Well, definitely the roasted notes come out. Yeah. It says the cocoa, maybe that's the... Or cacao. It tastes cacao, though. And then biscuits. Just kind of... Brown sugar. That's probably a little bit of Brown sugar and the biscuits. They get the sweetness and, like, a little bit of the bready flavor. Right. Beer Advocate has 97 ratings on there, so it's a 3.93 out of 5. Standard deviation of 11%. No histogram on here because not a whole lot of ratings. Not enough. For um, the, are you done? Sorry. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Rate beer. There's 31 ratings with an average of 3.29 out of five. Overall is a 66 and a 77 style. Yeah, I was totally looking through the comments to see if I could find anything fun, but I didn't really see anything. And I'm not seeing IBUs anywhere. Yeah, I know. That's what I was hoping for, but. All blank. Yep. Even on untapped. Even on their website. I bet if we called them, they'll still tell us. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. It's a brown ale. It's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's like ten. Yeah, uh, I was really gonna. Say, I was gonna say eight. <laughs> but ten works. Really low. Yeah, it is very low. Mm-hmm. Like if you just gave this to me in like a, a regular glass, like I'm drinking tea, put ice in it, I would not know this. <laughs> Probably. I know it wasn't tea. <laughs> there's, a bit, there's a bit of alcohol in it. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's very bit. drinkable. I would say that it's in the, the category of drinking this after I mow my yard type of category. Yeah, very, yeah. It's definitely light enough. It's, it's cold and refreshing. Yeah. So I'm not shitting on it, but I just... There's, it's it's not, not like spectac- like anything spectacular or original. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for 10 IBUs. It's better than Newcastle? Uh, 10 yeah. Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, there we go. It's the IBUs oh, that we yeah. just made up. Our made up IBUs. Made up, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Or Hamilton, because he's on the $10 bill. Not to pull a pail, but did you guys do the ratings on the other ones already? Yep. Okay. Untapped out of 8,872 ratings. That's quite a bit. 3.72 average. I think that's fair. So it's. I would say average. I want to say like four seems to be like an average number. Three yeah. and a half to four. It always be where most people end up. 
I think three and a half is average. Four is like good, and then in the middle is like three point seven five. Like anything higher than a four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I like what you said, Dustin. Better than uh, Newcastle. Newcastle. Mm-hmm. That's I think so. Very yeah. similar to it, but more flavor. I yeah. think if I had a choice between this and a Newcastle, I'd go for this. I'm going for this ten out of ten times, and nothing against Newcastle. Yeah. They just don't have that independent label. Bingo. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Keith's in. I'm not. How's the first one in? I know what I'm going to give it. Yeah, I just have it. to find it. I can start if you'd like. Sure. All right, uh, my original check-in, I'm just going to keep it. I gave it a four because I do love brown ales. And I love Newcastles. I love all these types of flavors. And it was very reminiscent of that. The roastiness that really comes out, the sweetness to it. And it's really light. Um, and coming in a six-pack, easily sit down and drink these the remainder of the evening and be perfectly fine. And 5%, psh, super light. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> not bad at all. I figured I'd make weird noises since Pale isn't here. <laughs> Breathing the mic. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it a 3.75. I just stuck with the masses on this one. I think it's, it's really solid beer and... Easily drinkable, but it's just nothing really spectacular to mm-hmm. put it in the four range. I think it's mm-hmm. almost there. If it added like a little more chocolatey notes or something, give it just a little bit more oomph to it. I think it would knock it up for me. I gave it a 3.75 as well. Uh, if I could do eight of a <laughs> cap, it would be on the upper part of the 375. Yeah. It definitely isn't 375, but I don't think it's a four. Um, change the name from mischievous brown ale to deceptively brown ale <laughs> because it's I mean it's by color and a little bit of taste but other than that it tastes really I don't know ambery maybe and, yeah a little bit I don't know just kind of like an ale I'm just drinking an ale uh, but it's, it's I think it's still pretty good yeah still I put my brown bias a little brown bit brown bias right. my, I love these <laughs> All right, we ready to go back to this? Sure. Pale, take it away. Finding it. Hey guys, I'm Pale. Hi, this is Pale. <laughs> um, complaints for sure. Number five, I have Detective Pikachu. Hmm. This one is going to be a surprise pick, surprise money maker for everybody. I think a lot of kids will want to see this movie. I think a lot of no. parents kids what? will be willing to take their kids. No way. I think What's a lot of Pokemon? young adults and adults my age will want to go see it. Just don't judge me, of how familiar <clears throat> Pokemon. Um, I think it. I don't know. It could not be as good as I think. It, I don't know. It just all depends on how Ryan Reynolds does with this. Um, but yeah, I think honestly, it, I think it's going to be a surprise pick. I think it's going to do really well. Number four, The Secret Life of Pets 2. Wow. Uh, the first one was a monster hit. This one He's is going right to be that. It's 340 it's gonna mm-hmm. good. I just don't think it's going to reach the numbers that the first one did. Um, we put it at four, man. Like I said, about some of the <laughs> tough competition. <laughs> what? So I like it at number four. Okay. Number three, Spider-Man, Far From Home. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people I know what his own two are. This, I don't know the order. Just to see like, what Can takes cut, place. Uh, King Kong, <laughs> Blank King Kong, and Toy Story. Peter is going to do. I'm guessing he's put Lion King on one. That's my guess. Tony Stark and um, 
the trailer looks really good, so I definitely think this movie will be very successful. Number two, I have Toy Story 4. Yep, there you go. Mm-hmm. Now, I was kind of pushing this one, or I was, I had this one in first place for a while, and I kind of did a little more research. Then why'd um, you move it down? And I just, I think, I don't know, I just think it's not, like, once you get to, like, the fourth movie in a franchise, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just start to feel like it's going to start declining. Mm-hmm. And It's been around too trailer, long. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just don't I'm seeing it. <laughs> it looks like the weakest story, in my opinion, compared to some of the other Toy Story movies. So, we'll see. I just couldn't put it in first place, I guess. That's all I'm saying. And first place, The Lion King. Of course. Um, I think everybody in the world is going to go see this. Nope. Opening weekend. <laughs> Not everybody. There is like zero competition for this movie. Um, it might be um, everything. Right that one. Like yeah. kids, parents grandkids, animals, aliens. Monsters, aliens? Like, are all going to go see this movie. You take your dogs? <laughs> so, wait. I think, yeah. I, they can't get into the borders, but they can go see this movie. <laughs> but, I do like the chances of it, like, just, like, knocking it out of the park. So that's my summer movie wager for 2019. Um, I hope I'm nearly perfect on this <laughs> right uh, we'll see now that shit one two pick in july and <laughs> early august it'll start to sh- we'll start to see who's gonna take it away and win and good luck to you guys oh good thanks pal everybody oh. else if you're following along and uh have a good night good night good night just it's a correction day. i meant to say grandparents will be going to see the lion king <laughs> not grandkids okay that is all Grandkids can see it too. Grandkids need to go see it. <laughs> grandparents, <laughs> the people who are going to. <laughs> Just a correction. Talking lions, right? Uh, all right, Dustin. All us. right, number five. <laughs> I have the Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw. This is a very interesting pick to me because it is a spinoff of a very successful movie line, uh, but I think it's the better parts of this franchise. Lately, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you take a look at the, all the the numbers, this is where it pales wrong. Uh, one had one mil, uh, 140 million, two had 120 million, three had 62 million, four had 155 million, uh, then 200 million, 238 million, 353 million, and then 226 million. So basically, since Rock joined the franchise, yeah, yeah it just it's it just an upward, skyrocketing. upward yep. trend. Helped it. I think that it doesn't matter if there's a fourth movie. That mm-hmm. I don't think that has anything to do with his stupid t- uh, Toy Story call. <laughs> Uh, but the average of all these movies, including inflation, is $215 million. I think that's roughly where this is going to make it. Uh, the average of the placements of this film is also seventh uh, of all the films. Uh, but uh, Tokyo Drift was 19th, and so there, uh, that's why it's back. If you take that out of the mix, it's more like five and six between that range. And I have yeah. it at five, so there we go. Perfect. Um, at my number five, I've got The Secret Life of Pets number two. Uh, basically, just because that movie was huge hit, and I feel like it might lose a little bit of the audience, but it's a kid's movie during the summer off of a popular franchise, so I feel like mm-hmm. it's going to be in $200 million probably. Yeah. My number five, I went Aladdin. A what? 
Okay. Aladdin. Sorry. <laughs> Who's that? Aladdin. Aladdin. Um, as he's pronounced in his home country. No. Um, Aladdin, yeah. I don't know. This could bomb, but I mean, the music and just from what I see in the trailers, it's like Will Smith trying to do, you know, Robin Williams mm-hmm. with his own little twist on it. I'm like, this, eh. But I think there's enough pull there for the original, especially with the songs, with the music. Um, I think people will go see. And the whole nostalgia factor, too, being out in 93. I mean, I love this movie growing up, so definitely people in their 30s are going to go back and see this with their kids and everyone else, too. So it's, I think people will see it regardless of the <laughs> how terrible you know, Will Smith Definitely people are going to see but it. But people will see it. So, I mean, they'll see it, but I know it's not going to be up there. So I think this may be a little bit high, but um, we'll see. So I'm going out on a limb here. For Aladdin. All right, number four, Detective Pikachu. Okay. Ryan Reynolds, check. Justice Smith, sure. <laughs> Catherine Newton, who? I don't know. <laughs> but eye candy, maybe? I don't know. She could be young. I have no idea. <laughs> she could uh, be a voice. I don't know. Yeah, I, know. I just know. <laughs> I don't know. She's voices. in it. Uh, there's a lot of hype about these video games. Uh, uh-huh. People love these games. Uh, I believe there's going to be a huge push for all the pokey nerds to see this especially with Pokemon Go and all that stuff. But this is based on a video game that was released in 2016, a spinoff of Pokemon called Detective mm-hmm. Pikachu. Mm-hmm. And Tim Gordon, who's Justice Smith, is the same character kid in there. Other popular games uh, or movies that are made for video games, uh, Super Mario Brothers, really bad in the box office. Uh, Street, Fi- uh, Street Fighter uh, did actually $170 million. Because John Claude Van Damme was very bankable at that time. Yes, <laughs> he was. Uh, Doom, uh, The Rock was the in Rock. that one, so it did seventy-two million. Assassin's Creed, two hundred forty million. Mm. That was a crappy movie. <laughs> uh, Prince of Persia uh, did a three hundred thirty-six. Also million. a crappy movie. Crappy yes. movie, but it had uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, so it pulled some people. Rampage with The Rock did a hundred million. Hitman, thirty-nine million. Mortal Kombat, seventy million. Tron Legacy, four hundred million. Uh, but that's a different sequel and yeah resident evil 320 million this is just the first one not talking about the other ones and then Lara croft tomb raider the, the, the latest the, one mm-hmm. did 275 million mm-hmm. so i think that roughly it mm-hmm. could be in those ranges i think this is the last film of uh the range that i have that's upper 200 million they're projecting 160 million in the opening weekend that's crazy i don't oh, know but i, don't I mean that. it's coming out what this it just came out. Yeah. This weekend. Yeah. yeah. So Two days ago. That we're... Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll find out here on Sunday. Yeah. So that's when this episode opinion. releases, if 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 that is right or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, my turn. Number four. Mm-hmm. This is where I put Fast and Furious. Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. I know the last two years on these summer movie wagers... The Rock has really disappointed me mm-hmm. <laughs> last skyscraper. year with Skyscraper, the yeah. year before with Baywatch, yeah. but I'm still putting my money on him. <laughs> I forgot you did that too. <laughs> it was like number 10. I know. But it ended up oh, being mine, like number 25. Mine wasn't 10. Mine was 7. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm still betting on The Rock, and ba- mainly I'm betting on Fast and the Furious on this one more than The Rock. Pax already liked my tweet. Oh! Sorry. Dope. So, I think it's going to make $250 million at the least based on the numbers you were throwing out earlier. Yeah. I'm about the numbers. I like those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
For my number four, I'm right there with you, Dustin. I went Detective Pikachu for this one. Um, this, I mean, Pokemon, is it's just so massive. I thought it was going to die off a long time ago, but every new child is just, they want more and more. I have two nephews, about eight years old, and they're so into Pokemon, and I know that they'll want to go see this movie. And some of the kids that I teach, you know, even being 14 years of age, they're still into Pikachu and the whole Pokemon thing. I like Pokemon. I kind of got out of it, but, you know, I'd still go see this movie, too. So I think there's a whole group to pull from this. And especially getting Ryan Reynolds to do yeah. Pikachu is going to help, you know, it'll bring, oh, that's, you know... Uh, Deadpool. We'll so originally, see that, so. Uh, they had Danny DeVito do the voice. Oh, gosh. Which I think I would have liked more. <laughs> yeah, but, but his little sarcasm. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is a bit of big, more bankable at this point. So That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I think, you know, the animation's really good. I think they did so well with Pikachu for this. Yeah, unlike, it looks really cool. Like all, Sonic all the... and how that one turned out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that looks good. But I, I, think, I, I think it'll do really well just based upon the audience that's going to pull from and with it starting so early it should be mm-hmm. out from us this summer that a lot of people will eventually I'm, start seeing it i feel like it's going to make huge numbers overseas that's true but i'm not sure about the american audiences we'll see yeah, yeah. number three spider-man far from home I'm not getting stuck this time. I picked <laughs> Spider-Man to be second last year or whatever, uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. That's the same year I picked Solo to be number one. <laughs> um, so the Spider-Man Homecoming 2017 had $334 million. It was third place in 2017. Uh, so here, this is the second film in the Spidey franchise. Uh, Iron Man 2 did worse than Iron Man 1. Winter Soldier it was did also a worse movie. Be- yeah. <laughs> Winter Soldier did way better than a first adventure. Dark World did better than Thor, which is surprising. Yeah. Age of Ultron did way worse than Avengers. And then Guardians Volume 2 did a little bit better than Guardians Number 1. So to sum it up, basically the second movie hasn't always been like the best, but it's a pretty good follow-up, and they kind of range about the same that they you know their other movie did uh this is you know uh the first movie after endgame mm-hmm. and i think yeah. everyone's gonna uh flock to that especially with uh, the new trailer that came out about iron man in there as well mm-hmm. uh that was sony's most viewed trailer of all time mm-hmm. yep just throwing that out there so, so I, that's why mine is so high once yeah. we get there. <laughs> yeah. Right. So this is, uh, I'm projecting like 350. I wouldn't be surprised if it's up in the 400 millions, especially yeah. since it's right after Endgame. First one after Endgame. Absolutely. Uh, number three. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm regretting this choice. I put Lion King. But I was, it's really, my top three are all interchangeable. Yeah. And I... I don't know if people are. Uh, I mean, this movie has already been made. It's the exact same movie we already saw. It's just now it's yeah. got CGI instead of animation. So mm-hmm. right. there's that. But I also think it's going to make 300 million or more. Yes. And like, based on the trailer, when I was watching, I got all sorts of goosebumps and stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, I I almost moved it moved it up to number two, but it was after May first, so I couldn't change it. So. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of stuck here at number three, hope, hoping that these other two will beat it. 
Uh, again, agreed with Dustin here. Spider-Man Far From Home is my number three pick. Um, I think, and we'll get to this soon, but there's a lot of endgame withdrawal for people. Um, so I they'll just want to flock to see, okay, what's next? What's next? Because they really didn't leave us with a whole lot um, for no, the future and what's it's going to leave. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. So I, I really think people will go see this. But like you said, once you get into these, they're so interchangeable up here. It's like, it, it's a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. It all depends. It's all roll of the dice. Yeah. Number two, The Lion King. So we have the same list. Keep, keep I think we do. Yeah. Our one through fours. I think are going to be the same. same. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so this was originally released June 24, 1984, 25 years ago. Uh, I think the buildup is going to be much different than the buildup for Incredibles or the buildup for Toy Story, and I'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 1994 Lion King was second on the summer list at 312 million, which would be 536 million dollars today. Oh wow! Um, but I don't think it's going to do better than Toy Story, so that's why it's number mm-hmm. two. Uh, so if you take a look at other films that have been remade, these are these are other Disney films that are being remade. Uh, Beauty and the Beast live action, uh, spring release, 2017, I believe, uh, 500 million. The highest grossing movie that year. Yeah, highest mm-hmm. grossing that year. Uh, Dumbo, uh, spring release this year, 110 million. Mm-hmm. So kind of weak sauce. The original film came out in 90, uh, 1941. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, uh, Christopher Robin film, 99 million, uh, and then Jungle Book. Uh, there was many terrible remakes, but the, <laughs> the latest one in 2016. That's was... not the latest one. <laughs> that's the one that's been Mowgli is the latest one that... three times in the past <laughs> yeah, four years. The, the, latest... the latest Disney version. <laughs> okay, so the latest one that I looked up, this is the one that John Favreau did, mm-hmm. who was mm-hmm. also the director of this one. Uh, he did 364 million. Mowgli was straight to Netflix, so there wouldn't be any. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, saving grace for this is the cast. I mean, you have Donald Glover, you have James Earl Jones, you have Eric Andre. You have uh, Chi Whittle, Ijofor, uh, Ijofor. I tried to, like, they had the pronunciation on there, but he was Carl Mordo. Yeah. He was Scar. Yeah. Uh, Beyonce Ed- is Nala. Ejiofor. Ejiofor? Yeah, there you go. Uh, Beyonce is Nala. Uh, Billy Eichner from Parks and Rec. He's Timon. Uh, Pumbaa is Seth Rogen. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key is Kamari. You have uh, John Oliver is Zazu. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Florence Kasumba, I figured I'd throw that out there. She was uh, Ayu in Civil War. Uh, oh, yeah. She's uh, Shinzi. Nice. Uh, but, I mean, John Favreau as a director, like, he's done some pretty, like, big time movies. He did movies. Jungle Book, so, yeah. Yeah, he did, he did Jungle Book. He's, he's doing, doing Jungle Book 2. He's doing Lion mm-hmm. King. Uh, he did Cowboys Iron, and Aliens. Iron Man. Well, Iron Man's 1 and 2. Uh, and he was executive producer for Avengers and Iron Man 3, Age of Ultron, Infinity War, Endgame. He was mm. executive producer. Any movie he appeared in, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically. And he also did Elf. True. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, so I think... And Zathura. Zathura. Yeah, I think that... Jumanji in space. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was on the list, but I didn't... I didn't whatever. I think that this could do... I'm guessing 500 million. Uh, yeah. I'm easily. guessing. But it's still going to be number two for me. Yeah. Because number one is Toy Story. Yep. Exactly. Number two is Toy Story. Oh. Uh, wow. You just all my bit, money's on Spider Man this you year. You got bit wow. by the Dustin bug. <laughs> <laughs> well, based. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Toy Story is a little lower just because the trilogy ended so nicely and now they're doing more. I feel like that 
could potentially hurt it because I felt like the ending was so nice. They wrapped it up so nicely, and now they're just kind of grabbing for money at this point. Mm-hmm. But it's still going to be a huge hit, mm-hmm. and I'll probably see it eventually. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm put it all on Spider Man. Nice. Uh, my number two went Lion King. Again, nostalgia factor here. I love this movie growing up. I know I'll definitely see it, so it's going to pull from quite a few generations mm-hmm. here. Grandparents, grandchildren, <laughs> aliens, whatever else Pale pets, said. Pets. pets. <laughs> and take somebody pets to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It'll be good. Uh, the cast, I'm glad they brought James Earl Jones back because, I mean, he is yeah, Mufasa. You can't have anyone else. But then it's like, well, I really like, you know, Rowan Atkinson as Zazu. But I'm sure John Oliver John would Oliver do a great job. But, you know, for Pumbaa, I don't know about Seth, Seth Rogen to hear Pumbaa, <laughs> you know, the whole time. I hope he doesn't do that. Oh, he he's does. going to. Yeah. Hey, weed. I hope Billy Actor's not like, now listen. <laughs> Just yelling a bunch. Yeah. So who knows? But it, it'll still be fun. I'm excited to see it. And I know definitely. I'll see it for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's going to make a ton. All right, number one. No surprises. No surprises. We all know. We already revealed are. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Toy Story 4 for me, number one. Toy Story 1 did uh, 191 million in uh, whatever year that was. Uh, that was, which is 319 million inflation. Toy Story 2, uh, 245 million, which is 375 based on inflation. Uh, and Toy Story 3 was uh, 415 million. And all three of these films. Or number one in the box office for that respected mm-hmm. year. Uh, Toy Story three was four hundred fifteen million, so I think that this movie could just grow from there. Uh, if you take a look at Incredibles, we had a thirteen year wait to get that movie, and that one was topped with six hundred and eight million. Yeah, Whew. so I think that this one could pull those type of numbers, but I don't think that they're making six hundred million. I think it's going to be five hundred million, and it's going to be like a, a race. To see if uh, Lion King can, you know, beat it out or Toy Story can it's a bunch beat it of out. Disney movies fighting with each other for these. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the a summer of Disney. The that's for sure. <laughs> uh, the cast is the same. You know, Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. Tim Allen, Annie Potts. Uh, I think Forky is new, so I think Tony Hale from Arrested yeah. Development's new one in there. Uh, yes. Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele are both yeah, in there. Yeah, that's gonna be funny. <laughs> uh, Joan Cusack is back with Jesse. And then you have, you know, Rex, Ham, Slinky, Mr. Potato Head, which is weird because Don Rickles died. Is dead. <laughs> and Blake. so is uh, Slinky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blake Clark is also dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how they're going to do that. I think he was dead for the third one, too, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah. So they already <laughs> they replaced, replaced it. It sounds very similar, but you can tell it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we have Estelle Harris as Mrs. Potato Head. Mrs. Potato Head. And isn't. Um... Bo Peep makes a huge comeback, comeback in yeah, this Yeah. Because she wasn't in the last so. one or last two. Yeah. So, so we find out what happened yeah. to her. So that's the whole side story. I'm going not with the damn spork. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm a toy now. Yeah, there's a whole new line of questions. Like, what makes a toy? Like, anything you put a face on is now can talk in this universe. Yeah, <laughs> pretty funny. Um, okay, number one. I already said it. Spider-Man. I just think the hype of Aven- uh, in- Avengers Endgame is mm-hmm. going to carry into this movie, and it's just going to make $500 million easily. The, I mean, this Spider-Man is the most popular of the characters in that world. And even the Sony ones have made a lot of money. And now, including Nick Fury and all that, it's just going to be huge. I know it is. 
Well, you make me say this, but anyway, yeah, as we just said, Toy Story, we just talked about it forever, so same here. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Our five through tens are going to be yes. what determines who wins this one or loses this one. Uh, John Wick and Aladdin are going to be what makes or breaks me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. All right, well, that's cool. uh, that's that. Uh, keep posted. We'll uh, we'll occasionally do updates on Instagram and Twitter. We'll do occasional reviews on uh, podcasts as well as we make our way through. Uh, you should probably expect the first one at the beginning of June. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. post this list so in case you guys didn't write it down <laughs> while you were listening. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll put make this public and you guys can follow along with our updates. We'll be following along as well. Yep, absolutely. So. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to the rest of this month. We have uh, our end game discussion coming up next week, and then <laughs> after that is going to be uh, like a, a mosh podge of Netflix, uh, a little anime treat to anime go with treat. Anna May or animation. I don't know what it's specifically yeah. with there. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Until next time, drink, drink up, up and geek, geek out. out. Proud member of the Hopped Up Network. That's one of the things I was like. Fuck, I forgot my ring. I was like, no, you were wearing it. My, no, my, my podcast ring. ring. <laughs> my podcast ring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm keeping that. The uh, one ring. I'm keeping all of that. <laughs> yes. Going at the end.